Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, I want to take the time over the next few weeks I've been ministering on this to minister on this subject, the platform that you stand on. The platform that you stand on. The platform, for instance, we have a platform here. And, you know, very often we call it the pulpit, but the platform. Well, this, of course, is where the singers sing and and we minister. But here's the thing is if I invite a minister to come and minister from our platform, it's because he agrees with what we believe. He's on the same platform. The platform that you stand on. The platform for any organization is simply what that organization believes and holds to be true. Amen. Amen. When we cast our votes, we're setting ourselves in agreement with the platform of the party we vote for. Period. Period. I've had people before say, well, you know, I voted for them, but I don't agree with this. Doesn't matter. You voted for that party, you get what's in their platform. And their platform is what will drive the legislation that they try to push for the next four years. It's important. And so at the leading of the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Lord, the Lord had me, let's go through these platforms. Let's see what's going on. So today, the platform you stand on, what about abortion? Where do the parties stand? And what, why is that important? Because abortion, by definition, is the cessation of life. If you're in a certain situation, if, if you're in, uh, 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 say, you're doing an experiment and something goes wrong and they say, abort the mission, abort the mission, cut it off, stop it, cut the life off of it. Ronald Reagan wrote a book one time and he said that abortion was the conscience of a nation. And to the level that a nation destroyed their unborn was the level that their conscience would begin to be seared. To date, in the United States, there's been over 60 million children aborted. Wait a minute, let me say that number again. 60 million. Since it became legal. Amen. In, in a lot of circles today, abortion is just used and, and viewed as a form of birth control. They call it family planning, reproductive rights. Inconvenient pregnancies. I'm looking around this room. I see a lot of mothers in here. Let me ask you a question. Was there ever a time that your pregnancy was not inconvenient? 
I don't know anybody. Now, now, you may have. Any of my children that were born, I didn't have the money for them to be born. I had to believe God and bring my income up another level. So to say that you can abort a pregnancy just because it's inconvenient shows that my conscience is seared. The party platform, the platform that you stand on. Where do the parties stand on abortion? Now, I'm not reading you anything that you can't go online and find. I'm reading to you directly from the platforms. Democratic Party, page 32 of their platform. Democrats are committed to protecting and advancing reproductive health, rights, and justice. We believe unequivocally, like the majority of Americans, that every woman should be able to access high-quality reproductive health cares and services, including safe and legal abortion. We will repeal the Title X, now we're going to get into what that is, domestic gag rule, and restore federal funding for Planned Parenthood. Currently, right now, Planned Parenthood gets no federal funding. None. States can fund it, private people can fund it, but there's no federal monies going to Planned Parenthood. That you should shout real loud over that. No federal monies. But it says, which provides vital, preventative, and reproductive health care for millions of people, especially low-income people, people of color, LGBTQ plus people, including those in underserved areas. So they said they would repeal the Title X domestic gag rule. What is the Title X domestic gag rule? In, in 2019, the Ninth Circuit Federal Appeals Court ruled in favor of allowing President Trump's administration to enforce the Title X rule banning what? Taxpayer monies for facilities that perform or refer abortions. The Protect Life rule forbids grant recipients from using the funds to perform, promote, refer, support abortion as a method of family planning. So notice what this party says, this platform. We will not only fight for the right for people, women to have abortions, we will, we will repeal this rule and we'll start giving federal monies to these groups that promote abortion. Page 32 on in their platform. Democrats oppose and will fight to overturn federal and state laws that create barriers to reproductive health and rights. We will repeal the Hyde Amendment and protect and codify the right to reproductive freedom. Now, I want you to see something. I want you to see these phrases. Reproductive health and rights. Reproductive freedom. Hmm. Well, what's the Hyde Amendment? The Hyde Amendment is a legislation that bars the use of federal funds for abortion except to save the life of the woman or if the pregnancy arises from incest or rape, which at last information I had, was less than or right at 1%. Right. 
Page 82. Democrats will always protect sexual and reproductive rights. We believe that comprehensive health services, including access to reproductive care and abortion services, now watch, are vital to the empowerment of women and girls. So this platform says that if you give your daughter the right to have an abortion, you are empowering her. We will support the repeal of the global gag rule, also known as the Mexico City policy. We'll look at this. And measures like the Helms Amendment, which limit safe access to abortion. The global gag rule is this. It's U.S. government policy that blocks U.S. federal funding for non-governmental organizations. They call them NGOs. Non-governmental organizations that provide abortion counseling or referrals or advocate to decriminalize abortion or expand abortion services. So it says no monies for people that want to do that. In other words, the gag rule, we keep them quiet. You don't get no money. This policy was first implemented during the Reagan administration. Since that time, it's been in effect in all Republican administrations. It has been rescinded at the direction of all Democratic administrations. The rule was reinstated 1-23-2017, the Monday following President Trump's inauguration. One of the first things that he did was reinstate this law. Now think about that for a moment. Now this is the party. This is the platform. I'm not here preaching party. That's the platform. I'm not reading you something that you cannot go online to the Democratic Party and find their platform. All you got, they, they are unabashedly unashamed that this is where they stand. Where do they stand? We are going to make sure that abortion continues. And we will fight to make sure it happens. We'll rescind laws that are in place. We'll overturn them. And we're going to call it reproductive rights. You understand? That's the platform. Not preaching a partisan message. If you go and you cast your vote for a Democratic candidate and they win, you get their platform. You can't avoid it. Yeah, but I don't agree with abortion. But if you vote for someone that does agree with abortion, you get everything that they stand for. Amen. 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 Everything. I've been preaching on this for a while. I had a lady tell a woman in our church in, in Little Rock, your pastor ought to be arrested. She said this, the officers ought to come in his church and put him in handcuffs and carry him off to jail. And she said, well, what in the world for? Because he's preaching politics. The pulpit of the church has always been the steering wheel of our nation. Amen. Are you following me? I realize on any given Sunday when I'm preaching to people, you're going to do what you want to do. But when you have the facts, Amen. 
Hitler wrote in his book, Mein Kampf, he said, how, how convenient it is for leaders that men do not think. This whole thing that we've been going through in 2020, I'm surprised at the Christians that don't think. They're just drinking the Kool-Aid. You know what the latest statistics are on COVID? That even if you contract COVID, there's a 99.6% chance that you'll recover. So even if you get it, there's only a 99% chance that you'll get better. The latest statistics are one quarter of 1% of the people that catch it die. Dr. Navarro with the World Health Organization just came out of the World Health Organization, one of the most corrupt organizations with some of the most questionable data, just came out and said, don't use lockdowns as your primary form of controlling this because you will promote poverty and you'll destroy children's lives. Over a thousand scientists, statisticians, epidemiologists just signed a, a document called the Great Barrington Document where they said, if we keep people locked down, we're going to kill people because nobody will get immunity from this. But you got Christians fighting for lockdowns and they don't even know what they're talking about. They've done no research on their own. They're just drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, my senator said it, so that's the way it's got to be. Right. What's, what's the ulterior motive of your senator? I'm, I'm going to preach it plain. you got one group that's promoting fear. They're promoting death. They're promoting destruction. And you got another group that's saying, look, let's get through this. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's make it happen. You got to choose today who you're going to serve. Because in the words of that great theologian Bob Dylan, you got to serve somebody. You got to make a decision. And I'm not promoting party. But think about this. Is that from their platform? Should I read it one more time? We are committed to protecting and advancing reproductive health, and we believe that every woman should be able to access high-quality reproductive health cares and services, including safe and illegal and legal abortion. That's the platform. What about the Republican Party? Now, let me say this plainly. There's... there's there's wrong on both sides. But we're talking party platform. The constitutions, this is on page 13 and 14 of the Republican Party platform. The constitutions guarantee that no one can be deprived of life, liberty, or property deliberately echoes the Declaration of Independence's proclamation that all are endowed by their Creator with inalienable right to life. All. All 
are endowed by their creator with an inalienable right to life. Now, we'll get into this more because I'm, 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 I'm just sharing the platform. I'm going to get into my scriptures. To say that you can abort a child and it's no big deal is to say that that wasn't a person, it wasn't alive, and it did not deserve to live. When the document of the founding of our country says every person has an inalienable right to life. Accordingly, we assert the sanctity of human life and affirm that the unborn child has a fundamental right to life which cannot be infringed. We support a human life amendment to the Constitution and legislation to make clear that the 14th Amendment's protection apply to children before birth. Most believers that you know have not even ever read the Constitution. They have no idea what's in, in their Bill of Rights. They have no concept. And, and that's why they just sit back while there are certain people, certain governors, certain politicians that are doing things to the church that's unheard of and they don't understand that the fundamental founding freedom of the United States of America was the right to free speech which includes the right to religious liberty and the free exercise of us gathering together. If you lose the foundational freedom, you lose all of them. And I'm, I'm going to say it flat out. I will never shut my churches down again. I don't, I don't care. Governor, do your worst. Do whatever you need to do to me. This church will never close its doors again. My church in Little Rock, Arkansas will never close its doors again. It won't happen. Why? Because we have been essential for over 2,000 years. There are people today that are sitting in their homes thinking about killing themselves, thinking about destroying their lives because they've been locked up and locked down and anything that steals, kills, and destroys is from the devil. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are life givers. We are life preservers. And we owe it to the people in our nation to keep our doors open and keep preaching the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. We oppose the use of public funds to perform or promote abortion or to fund organizations like Planned Parenthood. So long as they provide a refer for elective abortion or sell fetal body parts rather than provide health care. We urge all states and Congress to make it a crime to acquire, transfer, or sell fetal tissues from elective abortions for research. And we call on Congress to enact a ban on any sale of fetal body parts. Doesn't that bother people? That when a baby's aborted, they sell its body parts? How is that okay? In the meantime, we call on Congress to ban the practice of misleading on so-called fetal harvesting consent forms a fact revealed by 2015 investigation. In other words, before this young woman uh, uh, would go and have an abortion, they would have her fill out a form that misled her into giving consent to selling her baby's body parts. 
Well, pastor, that's evil. Yeah, and what is the root of all evil according to Timothy? The love of money. Anything that people can make money off of, wicked people will exploit it. Now listen to me. So if I vote for that platform, I get what they believe. If I vote for a platform that says it's okay to fund an organization that sells body parts, then I'm saying I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I would never do that. Yeah, but if you fund somebody that would, We will not fund health care that includes abortion coverage. We support the appointment of judges who respect traditional family values and the sanctity of human life. We affirm our moral obligation to assist rather than penalize women who face an unplanned pregnancy. In order to encourage women who face an unplanned pregnancy to choose life, we support legislation that requires financial responsibility for the child to be equally borne by both the mother and the father upon conception until the child reaches adulthood. We celebrate millions of Americans who open their hearts, homes, churches to mothers in need and women fleeing abuse. We thank and encourage providers of counseling, medical service, and adoption assistance for empowering women experiencing an unintended pregnancy to what? Choose life. We support funding for ultrasound and adoption assistance. We salute the many states that now protect women and girls through laws requiring informed consent, parental consent, waiting periods, and clinical regulation. Parental consent. There are people there that want your daughter to be able to obtain an abortion and not have to tell you. In other words, they want us to live in a world where if your child ends up pregnant, they can come to the healthcare worker at their school and they'll take them down to the clinic and get an abortion performed and you'll never know it. How is that okay? It's not okay. This is not political. According to Scripture, that's not okay. We applaud the U.S. House of Representatives for leading the effort for the Born Alive Infant Protection Act by passing the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which imposes appropriate civil and criminal penalties on health care providers who fail to provide treatment and care to an infant who survives an abortion. That's what the governor of Virginia said, who is a pediatrician, that if a child survives an abortion... You should just keep it comfortable until it expires. It's a life. It's a living being. Are you following me? And the statement here is we will work to make that law. This includes early induction delivery, rather the death of the infant is intended. So when a child, there has to be an early induction of labor, rather, rather or not the death of the infant is intended. In other words, in some abortions, they have to induce, induce labor. Right. 
But they're saying, we want to pass this, that whether you were trying to abort the baby or not, if it survives, you've got to keep it alive. Amen. Amen. We strongly oppose infanticide. Over a dozen states passed pain-capable unborn child protection acts prohibiting abortion after 20 weeks. Why? Because the latest research has proven that at 20 weeks, a child in his mother's womb can experience pain. Excruciating pain. And yet there are abortion procedures that literally tear that child apart limb by limb. They pull off their arms, their legs, their head. And that child feels all of it. If you vote for a platform that says that's okay, you're okay with that. But I'm not okay with it. If you vote for it, you're okay with it. Abortion is not a reproductive right. It's not reproductive health. It's murder. It's destruction of a human life. That child who is in the safest place, in the supposedly safest place it could ever be in, has its privacy interrupted and its life terminated in the name of convenience. And people want to call it a right. Don't tell me what I can do with my body. Number one, ma'am, that's not your body. That's that child's body. That child may reside in your womb, but that child is not a part of your body. It's a separate being. It's a separate being. We'll read it in a moment. David said, when you formed me, when you knit my bones together in my mother's womb, I was in my mother's womb and you created me. Amen. I'll tell you one reason that people dislike our president is because he calls abortion what it is. And he, he stood at his State of the Union speech and he said, we will fight to make it illegal for children to be ripped from their mother's womb and their lives to be destroyed before they ever had a chance to live. Amen. Not only, it says... Is it good legislation? It enjoys the support of most of the American people. We support state and federal efforts against the cruelest forms of abortion, especially dismemberment abortion procedures in which unborn babies are literally torn apart limb from limb. We support the right of parents to consent to medical treatment for their, final, for their minor children and urge enactment of legislation that would require parental consent for their daughter to be transported across state lines for an abortion. So there are people that want to be able to transport our children into another state if need be to get an abortion and not tell you. Right. We call for a permanent ban on federal funding and subsidies for abortion and health care plans that include abortion coverage. 
Now, these are the party platforms regarding this subject. Don't take my word for it. Go online. Look it up. In some instances, Google is your friend. What does the Bible say? Psalm 139. You know, Pastor, I don't know if I necessarily like that. Well, tough. Because I I made a decision this year, I'm affecting this election. On whatever voice I have, and it's not about Republican, and it's not about Democrat in my mind, it's about what do people stand for. One man said this, the only thing it takes for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. One man wrote this during the Nazi occupation when, when, they, were, when they were taking people away, the Christians. They said, when, when, when they came for the Jews, I said nothing. When they came for the different groups, I said nothing. He said, and then they came for me. If we don't fight this fight at the polls, we'll be fighting it in our backyard. If we don't stand up for what we know to be right, All it takes for wrong to exist is for those of us that know to do right not to do it. Amen. Amen. And it permeates our society. We're doing something about it. Psalm 139 verse 13. For you have possessed my reins. You covered me in my mother's womb. The word there, cover, it... The Hebrew word for knit or wove can be translated cover. It means to defend. So God places an eternal spirit inside the conceived child within the womb of a mother and then covers that life. He defends that life. God looks at it as a living, breathing person that deserves to have its life covered. He went on and said... I will praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. My substance, my strength, my body was not hid from you when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unperfect, and in your book, in your book, all of my members were written. The Hebrew is emphatic, all of them which in continuance or in the days that they should be fashioned, when as yet there were none of them. So God wrote down the parts of every child in His book before that child ever was born into the earth. That means of those over 60 million babies, God has them all written down in His book And he knows what all of them look like. He knows what all of them could have done. He knows what all of them should have done. And he has a remembrance of it. Why? Because he did not form cells. He did not form tissue. He did not form an inconvenience. He formed a person. He formed a person. Think about this for a moment. 
when uh, you became pregnant, you didn't say, well, I'm pregnant when you were nine months. When you knew something was going on, you went to the doctor. You were saying you were pregnant and there was no way for anybody to tell. What were you at nine months? More pregnant. Why? The person on the inside of you had gotten bigger. Was it any less a person at one month? Because it's just a person that matured. Is a baby at one years old less important than the child who's 18? Nope. God knows them all. And David makes it very plain. This baby is not a part of that woman's body. He has his, or he or she has their own body. They are living in an environment called the womb. They are dependent upon the mother for, for the sustenance of their life. But they are their own person. Amen. I don't care who you are or what spectrum that you're from. Which side of the aisle that you're on. I've never had a woman, I've never had a woman tell her husband, here, put your hand on my belly. The fetus is kicking. The tissue is moving. The baby is moving. When someone finds out that they're pregnant, what's one of the first questions they're asked? Have you thought of a name? Well, if it's a boy, we're going to name him Bobby. And if it's a girl, we're going to name him Susie. Now, wait a minute. If it's not a person, how can it have a name? If it's not a person, how can it have a gender? It's a human being. Amen. The spirit of a child arrives at conception. That makes that child a living soul in the womb of its mother. Look at Hebrews 12. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12 and 9. Furthermore, we've had fathers of our flesh that corrected us and we gave them reverence, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? So the Spirit shows up at conception. Who's the Father of that Spirit? God. The Bible says in God is life. If there's life given, it's God. When does the Spirit show up? At conception. When is that child alive? At conception. Now, is the child alive at conception? Then any party, any party that wants to promote abortion is for the cessation of that child's life because that child becomes alive at conception. Alive with what? The life of God. The Bible says in John 1 that Jesus is the light that lighteth every man that comes into the world. 
Now, it's not just being born again. Every person that was born into this people planet, no matter where they're at, what country they live in, when they were born, when they were conceived, it was the life of God that came into them. That's why they were born innocent. That's why eventually that spirit, that life of God had to be regenerated on the inside of them. Through what? Believing that Jesus was their Lord. And what happened? They came alive. They were quickened. But they already had the life of God in them. When did that occur? When they were conceived. Amen. And, 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 and that's why abortion providers fight so hard to not have ultrasounds. We don't want you to hear the heartbeat. Because once, once you hear the heartbeat, this is a living soul. This is a living person. That's why it's referred to as reproductive rights. Nobody's going to tell me what to do with my body. I had a person tell me one time, I, 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 I'm not going to go to a church that wants to, t- that wants to violate my rights as a woman. The most liberating document ever written for women was this book. Amen. In this book, sir, ma'am, in this book, ladies, sister, it says there's not male or there's not female, but we're all one in Christ. He doesn't look at you as a saved woman or a saved man. He looks at you as the redeemed. And he says because of that, there is not male or female or Jew or Greek. Everybody, the ground's level at the cross. Amen. 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 It's not, it's not trying, it's, it's fighting for the rights of that child. Hallelujah. So God is the initiator of that life. Job 33. This is a beautiful scripture, just a beautiful scripture. I had a woman one time stand in the foyer of our church in Little Rock, Christian, born-again woman, and they were discussing abortion in the last election, and she looked at them, and she said, well, I believe abortion can be a good thing. Now, people say, well, well, was she born again? She claimed to love Jesus. She claimed to be saved. I'm not questioning was she saved or not, but here's, here's what I'm saying is when you think anything that that the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, woe to them that call good evil and evil good. Woe to them that put good on evil and evil on good. Well, Pastor, what do I do if I voted for the wrong platform? Repent. Repent and tell God you won't do it again. I've told people for years, they say, would you ever vote Democratic? If I could find a Democrat that was pro-life and pro-family and pro-God, I'd vote. But if the platform is what it is, how can you as a believer put your approval on that? On any side, Republican or Democrat. Job 33 verse 4, the Spirit of God hath made me. The breath of the Almighty has given me life. So that child was not made by mom and dad. God made me. The breath of God gave me life. 
My parents were just the instrument that God used for conception so he could get the life in there. Look at Jeremiah 1. Why is this important? If for no other reason that you're informed. That you're informed. What did Hosea 4, 6 say? My people are what? Destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Amen. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came out of the womb, I sanctify you and ordained you a prophet unto the nation. So every child is known by God before they are born, and they are given before they are born specific assignments. Amen. You don't give specific assignments to non-living people. Amen. Amen. Look at Deuteronomy 30. You are dangerous to the devil when you know what you believe and why you believe it. Amen. What you believe and why you believe it. In, in our society today, i got a few minutes, right? You're not going to dock me, right? You've got nothing better to do. In our society today, we have such a plague that, that people are they're being used and they don't even realize it. Amen. I'll hear people, they'll say, they, 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 they talk about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and they talk about all these things. And, and if you say anything and you question it, well, don't you believe Black Lives Matter? Well, of course I do. I'm a preacher. All lives matter. But there are people that have not even read the manifesto of that organization. It's online. They're not ashamed of it. They are a Marxist organization started by three Marxist women that were trained under Marxism on how to infiltrate a nation and ultimately wrest power away from it. And you have Christians that unwittingly are giving their approval to that, marching in those, whatever they want to call them, protests, And they don't even know what they stand for. Read it. In their manifesto, they say one of the goals of their group is to destroy the nuclear family as we know it. To take the dependence of the nuclear family away from America and make it a village environment. Remember when Hillary wrote her book, Takes a Village to Raise a Child? That's socialism. In other words, socialism says this. Marxism says this. You don't know how to raise your child without our help. You know, that's what's being said today. You don't know how to keep yourself safe. You don't know what's good for you. Let us tell you. 
You're not telling me nothing, sir or ma'am. Nothing. Why? I answer to a higher power. Amen. When, when I stand before God, I'm not going to stand before our governor. I'm not going to stand before our president. I'm going to stand before God. And he's going to ask me, what did you do with what I asked you to do? Period. And I am not going to stand in the company of people that have went to heaven before me that stood for what was right in the face of much fiercer opposition than I'm standing in and refused to be silent. I am silent no more. Just not, not going to be. I, I am a child of God first, but I am an American and I have a right to free speech. I have a right, a constitutional right to say what I believe is right. Amen. Oh, glory. Did you find Deuteronomy 30? Verse 19. And, and, and I want you to understand something. The picture that's painted is if you disagree with organizations like that, then you don't care about people of color. These women were trained from a book called Rules of Revolution. One of the rules of revolution is this. The thing isn't the thing. In other words, you come into a nation and you get a group of people that are disenfranchised, a group of people that feel like society's against them already, and you come in and you side with them and you get them all worked up and you promote, for instance, racism as the thing. Racism isn't the thing. The thing is control. And what they don't understand is once they use you to get control, then you're just part of everybody else. And so they come in and they make all your money uh, uh, non-valuable and they disrupt the currency and now everybody's poor. And the disenfranchised group of people that fought for them and threw bricks and threw torches and, and burnt down five miles of businesses in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Five miles. Not five blocks. Five, not five businesses. Five miles. Destroyed the city they live in. And don't even understand. They're shooting themselves in the foot. It's not a black and white thing. It's a righteousness and unrighteousness thing. It's sin and light. It's dark and light. It's the kingdom versus Satan. And if you come here, you're going to hear the truth. Amen. That's how, that's how it functions. And before you know it, nobody has any rights. Nobody has any say. And it all started with, we just want our rights. Isn't it funny? The man that did more for people of color than any other person in the history of the world, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., isn't it funny? That wasn't his philosophy. Dr. King wanted people to be on an equal level. He didn't want to destroy the nation that he was a part of. He wanted the nation that he was a part of 
to understand we are created in the likeness and the image of God just like every other man and every other woman. And we should be able to vote. We should be able to eat in the restaurants we want to eat in. Is that right? Is that correct? That's correct. How did he accomplish that? Nonviolence. How do you have over a million people march on Washington the way he did where he gave his famous I have a dream speech? How do you have all of that happen and not one incidence of violence, not one incidence going on in, in, in the National Mall or the National Park? How does that happen? Because he was leading a group of people that understood violence is not the answer. We have to do this through the Word of God and we have to do this through nonviolent means. You can go to Washington, D.C. and see all the statues that are there. And you'll see many founding fathers that were generals and preachers, but you will only find a statue of one preacher in that whole area, and it is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who did more for this America where people of color are concerned than anybody has ever done, and he did it the Bible way. Amen. He did it the Bible way. Hallelujah. Anytime somebody wants to destroy a city, burn down buildings, understand something. That's how every communistic, socialistic revolution has ever occurred in any nation in the earth. Come in and destroy the infrastructure, grab all the money, take all the authority, and then all the people that helped you get in this position, put them under your thumb, and they're just minions like everybody else. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I'm going to tell you this today. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose life that you and your seed may live. It's important. It's important. It's important. See, ever what political persuasion you are, these are your party platforms. I'm not here to promote my opinion. Everything I've said to you is from the word and from what they said themselves. I'm not talking to you about Democrats because of what I think. It's a party platform. I might align personally more with one than the other. That's what the party platforms say. When people say, are you a Democrat or a Republican? Just answer them. Say, I'm a Christian. I had a person ask me one time, how could you vote for a certain person? I said, simple. They were the only pro-life candidate. That's simple. Yeah, but I don't like their personality. Okay, you're not electing a personality. Where do they stand on these issues? And what are they going to do for my people? Where do they stand on these issues? Can can I help you today? Am I helping anybody? You do know why Planned Parenthood was created, don't you? To exterminate African-American children. You do realize that. 
It was started by a racist woman. Why, why, why do you think it started mostly in those disenfranchised neighborhoods? It's just a convenience for them that everybody wants it now. Don't, don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't just swallow it because that's what they're saying. Amen. We have a society today that if you disagree with somebody, you're wrong. If there's not healthy disagreement, you can't have a republic or a democracy. Because that's what we're built on. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Did you see that? And you got to answer the questions with truth. What's the word say? The Bible says this. If you know to do right and you don't do it, it's sin. Period. Because I have people say, well, you know, I don't like either candidate, so I'm just not going to vote. Then whichever party platform gets elected, you put your approval on it. Silence is approval. If a guy is standing right here by me on the street and somebody comes up and begins to beat on him and I do nothing, I can be held accountable. Because I had the means to stop it and I didn't. In this nation right now, we are the majority. There are millions upon millions of Christians in this nation. And if we all would look at the parties and platforms and look at our Bible and vote the Bible, there'd be no question that morality would reign. If you've already voted, I commend you. I hope that you voted the Bible. I've already voted. I did vote the Bible. Hallelujah. And when I sat down at that voting machine, I thanked God. I thanked God for the right. I thanked God for the opportunity. I praised Him. I thanked Him for living in still the greatest nation this world has ever known. Do you realize, am I boring y'all? Do you realize for over 200 years, we have existed under the same founding document for over 200 years, we have had the peaceful transference of power. For over 200 years. You understand? There are nations, I was counting it up the other day, we have only had 44 presidents. In 200 years, 44. There are nations that have had 200 leaders in 44 years. That's an exaggeration, but you understand what I mean. I'm going to say this in closing. If you don't think you live in the greatest nation on earth, when you're able again, just take a trip to a third world nation and see if you don't think you live in the greatest nation on earth. Amen. 
Go, some, go somewhere, go to Haiti where the leaders are living in opulence and the people are living in the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere. And they have no right to say who rules. They can't go to a ballot box and vote. I'm not necessarily saying that nation, other nations. This nation was raised up to be a light for the gospel. And we're we're doing that. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. So I'll, I'll encourage you as we're closing. Educate yourself. Spend less time ingesting the news and more time praying in the Holy Ghost. Know what you believe and why you believe it. Amen. Amen. Ask yourself questions. If it's going to be like that, why hadn't it happened yet? And watch the sides that keep flipping. Well, it didn't happen then, but. At what point do you say, I'm going to live my life? And I'm going to live it according to the word of God. And where there are reasonable restrictions, I will comply. Amen. Will you stand up with me? Put your hand on your heart. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. That's your nation. Amen. So, Father, we thank you today. We praise you today. We honor you today. And we ask you in the name of Jesus that you bless every man, woman, boy, and girl in this place. And, Father, that you reveal to them your goodness and your mercy. And may there always be peace and joy in their homes. And may they live out their days in pleasantness and in peace. In Jesus' name, amen.